Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Challenge of the Yukon Original Air Dates, January 30th, 1950, and the title is Casper Mott's Adventure. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, as gunshots echo across the windswept, snow-covered reaches of the wild northwest, Quaker puffed wheat... And Quaker puffed rice, the breakfast cereal shot from guns, present the challenge of the Yukon. It's Yukon King, swiftest and strongest lead dog of the Northwest, blazing the trail for Sergeant Preston of the Northwest Mounted Police in his relentless pursuit of lawbreakers. One King, one Huskies. Gold, gold discovered in the Yukon. A stampede to the Klondike in the wild race for riches. Back to the days of the gold rush. With Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice, bringing you the adventures of Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog, Yukon King, as they meet the challenge of the Yukon. If you fellows or girls were to join Sergeant Preston and King tomorrow morning, you'd probably be in for a hard chase and long hours of dog sledding. And for the stamina it takes, you'd want a good, nourishing He-Man breakfast. A breakfast that includes a delicious, heaping bowlful of Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice with milk or cream and fruit. Remember, in these famous cereals shot from guns, you get extra food values of restored natural grain amounts of vitamin B1, niacin, and iron. Yes, for the nourishing breakfast cereal you love to eat, ask for Quaker puffed rice or Quaker puffed wheat. (laughs) 
Jasper Mott had come to the Yukon Territory against his will. It had been his wife, Beulah, who had made the decision, and in spite of Casper's weak objections, they had left the warmth and sunshine of Southern California and finally found themselves settled in a small cabin set in the bleak, wind-swept country just outside of Selkirk in the Yukon Territory. If it hadn't been for Beulah, Casper would have spent the winter curled up in front of the blazing logs in the fireplace. But he had little chance to indulge in such comfort. One morning, as he settled by the fire with a hot cup of coffee, Beulah came from the other room carrying his parka. Now, look at here, Casper. No use settling yourself down in front of that fire. Here's your parka. Get into it and head for town with the dog team. Beulah, it's so cold. Why do I have Get to... up and act like you're a man. Get up, I say. Now, don't get head up. I was just that... It was just that you haven't got any more gumption than a rabbit. That's what. We need coffee and sugar. All right, all right. But yelling like you did, you made me drop the cup and saucer. For a minute, I thought my first wife, Maud, had come back from the grave to haunt me. There you go. Reminded me again of your first wife. And me doing all I can to make you... Happy and all. Now, now, it ain't fitting for a big woman like you to be sniveling. Shut up, you shriveled up little bantam. Great day, Beulah, calm down. I'd rather have you sniveling than yelling at me. At least Maud was consistent. She was always yelling. Get this park on and get out of here or I'll do more than yell. Men up in this country look after their women folks. Well, now, if you was to start on a trip down the trail, I'd stand out there and look after you. Until you were clear out of sight. Cold as it is, too. Get out of here. I'm going. I'm going. Outside of his home, Casper would stand up to any man and had learned to be philosophical about the consequences, which were not often in his favor. For instance, when he arrived in town with a dog team. Hold there. Hold. Step aside, Ron. What? Listen here, mister, if you're talking to yeah, me... Yeah, I'm talking to you. Get out of the way. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you shoved him right in the snowbank, Buck. Look at him up to his neck. <laughs> so long, short change. Yeah, come on, Buck. <laughs> yes, I would have slipped into a snowbank sooner or later this winter anyway. My big mouth always did get my small muscles into trouble. <laughs> Man alive, Casper. You look like a snowman. What happened to you? The two armies who just went out sort of brushed me off the steps into the snow. (laughs) Well, if you mean Buck Acton and Red Benson, you're lucky you weren't hurt, Casper. They don't come meaner than them two. No, sir. Oh, they don't scare me, Mike. But my size don't back up my talk most of the time. I won't forget those two armies, though. Sure won't. Give me some coffee and sugar, Mike. Regular amount of each. Sure, I'll have it for you in a jiffy, Casper. Is there anything else, Casper? No, that's all. There you are. Just charge him, Mike. I'll take him like that without having you bother with wrapping paper around him. All right, Casper. So long, everybody. So long, Great day. Something wrong down at the bank. Two masked men with guns coming this way. Hey, Red, let's take this sled. It'll save time getting the hidden one behind our cabin. You get on. Yeah. Well, this is luck having a team and sled ready. Wait a minute. You can't take my team. I'll get back in the snowbank where you belong. Ha! <laughs> 
just like before, up to his neck. Yeah, well, come on, let's get going, quick. Right. Yeah, we had to run another block if it hadn't been for you, Shorty. Must! Must! Come back! Wait! Hey, there they are! They're getting away! They have a drug set we Hey, help me out of this cell bag. Hey, Casper, just a minute. Hey, Casper. Casper Mott. Neck deep in the snow. Now, how did you come? Busted them robbers, shoved me in here, that's how. They took my dog sled, too. And, uh, Help me out. Here, I'll give you a hand. Yeah, Casper. Yeah, that yeah, does it. Did you get a look at their faces, Casper? Yeah, they rubbed the bank. They wore bandanas. I know all that. Yeah. What bothers me is they got away with my dogs and yeah, sleds. Let's get to the constable right away and tell what we can about Hurry. it. Come on. Let's go. A short time later, Casper and the others reported to the constable. Constable, they stole my dogs and sled. Yes, and that isn't the worst, Constable. They held up the bank and got away with several thousand dollars. Well, who did now? What did they look like? Well, they wore bandanas and they were both big fellas. No, one was short, uh, the other heavy set. Oh, you're both wrong. Oh, no, wait a minute. All right, never mind, never mind. No one ever agrees about what crooks look like when something happens. Well, all I know is they came running up and took over my team and sled. When I started to object... One of them shoved me in the snow, just like before. Well, now, what do you mean, just like before? Well, you see, what... Uh Uh-oh. It was them. It was the same two. Buck somebody and Red something or other. You mean Buck Acton and Red Benson? Mm. Yeah, that's the names Mike at the store called them. Uh, Somebody's coming. Yes, I think it's just the man I want to see right now. Sergeant Preston. I thought that was you stopping out front. Hello, George. What's happened? Well, Sergeant's this way. Bank's been robbed. Quickly, the constable told Sergeant Preston what had happened. Preston listened closely. Then he turned to Casper and asked, Casper, are you sure they were Buck Acton and Red Benson? Yep, I'm dead sure, Sergeant. I heard one of them say the name Red just after he shoved me. He laughed and said, just like before, up to his neck. I figure he was the one who shoved me the first time when I was going into the store. I'll set out after them right away, George. Oh, say, that'll be fine, Sergeant. Uh, do you want me to go along? You might be needed here in town. Casper, you come along to identify them. Uh, you mean me go to help capture them armed crooks? That's right, Casper. Well, all right, Sergeant. Anyway, I dasn't go home without the coffee and sugar. Bueller would swear I'd put the stuff on the sled and give the whole caboodle to them crooks just to spite <laughs> Well, let's get going. We're losing time. Come all on, right. King. <laughs> Meantime, Buck and Red were traveling at a fast pace along the trail. They were pleased when snow began to fall heavily, since it would make their trail difficult to follow. As they moved along, Red was saying, The snow came from following our tracks, Buck. Yeah. We're lucky the run had a fast dog team. Yeah, but this storm will get worse. We're taking a big chance trying to go any distance. I know. Ho! Ho there! Ho! Ho! I've been thinking, Red, here. That little guy's name is Casper Mott. There's a cabin over on the other trail. Yeah, what of it? Well, his wife must be there alone. Hasn't got his dog team, so he'll have to stay in town till the storm lets up and he can get some way to get out here. Yeah, I, I still don't get the idea. The idea is that we take the branch trail and go over to his cabin. Nobody will think of looking for us there. Hey, I think that'll work, Buck. <laughs> we'll have a good place to stay and we can make his wife cook for us till we leave. Now, come on, let's get going. The branch trail's only a short way from here. All right, must you, Husky! <laughs> A short time later, Beulah Mott heard a dog team stopping outside the cabin. Well, that must be Casper coming back from town. Hmm. Can't be Casper. Howdy, ma'am. Come on in, Red. No, just a minute, mister. Get out of our way. Why, you shoved me. I... Shut up. 
You'll be sorry when my husband comes home, and he'll be along any minute. Ah, don't make me laugh. Yeah, who's afraid of that little half pint? You, you know Casper? Know him? I pitched him into the snow bank twice a day. Fact is, we're using his dog team and sled. Using his dog team? Yeah. See here, what have you done to my Casper? Where is he? He's safe enough. Probably sitting around town waiting for the storm to let up. But if he does show up here, he won't be so safe, eh, Buck? Well, you you stole his team. You're a couple of thieves. I'll get the shotgun you and... stay I... where you are. A gun? Oh, here I am, just a poor, defenseless woman. Alone with two desperate killers. Oh, for I... the love of Pete, stop the sniveling. Give me that gun. Hey, Red, get this big lummox away from me. I'll grab her arms. Oh, oh, I got her. Oh, oh, still. Oh. Yeah, now that I see her, I pity that little mutt Casper. We'll tie her up and put her in the other room, Red. If she causes any more trouble, we'll use a bullet on her. And on that half pint, too, when he does show up. We'll continue our adventure in just a moment. Wow, fellas and girls, look it. Man, oh man, here's the strongest man I've ever seen. Looks like Hercules. I am a descendant of Hercules. Boy, how's it feel to be as strong as Hercules? No different. Gosh, I'll bet you eat a lot. Three good meals a day. Gee. What's your favorite meal? Breakfast, naturally. Breakfast, huh? Say, ever eat Quaker puffed rice or Quaker puffed wheat? Do I? Every day. Oh, you like rice or wheat shot from guns? Nothing better. Boy, you must be champion Quaker puffed rice and wheat eater. Why am I the case? What do you like best about them? Oh, they're big. <laughs> like me. About eight times normal size. I'll bet you use lots of milk and cream. Got my own cow. Anything else you like about Quaker puffed rice and Quaker puffed wheat? That nut like flavor. And they're good for you. That's right. A fella like you needs plenty of food energy. And rice or wheat shot from guns furnishes extra food values of restored natural grain amounts of vitamin B1, niacin, and iron. Any way you look at it, there's nothing like Quaker Puff rice and Quaker Puff wheat. Ah, <laughs> say you're right. I guess you know Quaker Puff rice and Quaker Puff wheat are never sold in bags or bulk. To get the original, crisp, fresh, rice or wheat shot from guns, you always buy the big red and blue packages with the smiling Quaker man on the front. That's your guarantee that you're getting the one and only Quaker puffed rice and Quaker puffed wheat shot from guns. Try them for breakfast tomorrow. Now to continue. Sergeant Preston and King, with Casper riding in the sled, had started in pursuit of the crooks. Don't see how you expect to trail them in this driving snow, Sergeant. I can still see their tracks when we first started, but the snow's covering them up, Casper. This trail leads south to Beaver Creek. I know. Reckon they'll have to push on till they reach there anyhow. There's no place to hole up between Selkirk and there. That's right. Even if they don't stop at Beaver Creek, at least we'll find out when they went through and what trail they took. Someone's sure to see them in that small settlement. Yep, that's good figuring, Sergeant. Sure is. Well, to reach there in an hour or so. Hunting! For a short time, the Mountie and Casper followed the trail. Then Casper pointed ahead. Hey, look at there, Sergeant. 
King has turned and started along the branch trail just ahead. They wouldn't go that way. King's following the trail from their scent, Casper. He knows what he's doing. But there's nothing that way for them crooks. They'd be heading back to town that way. Hooking! Hurry, Husky! Hooking! Here, boy! Stay back here with me, fella. All right, on your husky! Preston headed the dog team straight ahead along the trail to Beaver Creek. But when they passed the junction with the branch trail turned off, King left Preston's side and once again headed along the branch trail. The great dog ran a short distance and then stopped and looked back, barking. Sergeant Preston once more stopped the team. Hold on, hold your huskies, hold King still insists on leading us along the branch trail, Casper. I feel sure he's right. Dagnabbit, Sergeant, in a storm like this, that dog could be plenty wrong. And if he is, we'd lose good time. Stands to reason they wouldn't dare go back through Selkirk with everybody looking for him. We'll follow King. Well, I'll bet my dog team, when we get it back, along with anything else you name, that King Sniffer has gone back on him. I know this time he's... Casper. Gone... Look, King's found something in the snow short way up the trail. Let's take a look. All right. Come on. Probably a dead varmint of some kind. Dogs is always fussing over things like that. What is it, boy? What have you found? Oh, look here, Casper. Pile of coffee beans in the snow from that torn paper sack. What? Oh, forget what I said about betting, Sergeant. That paper sack of coffee was on my sled. Must have fallen off. That means they did take the branch trail. Good boy, King. Whether I'd take off my hat to that dog, except it's a hood and the weather's too cold. <laughs> You always said I didn't have as much sense as a dog. I apologize, King. Yes, sir. Good for you, boy. Now, wait here, King. I'll get the team. Hey, what do you in a minute, Casper? King, if I had a dog like you at home, we could really rule the roost, huh, boy? He's bringing the sled. And from now on, I'm not going to say a word, King. You can lead the way. As they moved along the branch trail, which curved back toward town, it wasn't long before the Mountie and his passenger were only a short distance from Casper's cabin. The thought that they'd soon pass his cabin struck Casper suddenly, and he called out, Hey, Sergeant, wait! Hold on! Stop a minute! Hulking! Hello, you husky! What's the matter, Casper? You sick? Well, not exactly, but I just thought, Sergeant, that this trail goes right past our cabin. Well, good. You can stop and tell your wife what happened. Find out if she heard the other dog team pass. Uh, look, Sergeant, by some good luck, it seems you never got to meet me. Why, no, I never did, Gasper. Why? Well, I wasn't so lucky. I did. <laughs> what I mean is, she'll blame me for it all. For losing the dog and sled, I mean. I'll go in with you and explain. Oh, you won't go in with me. You'll go in first. In that way, I'll still be sound of limb by the time she's convinced. <laughs> I never could reason with a woman. I'm sure she'll be reasonable about it after I explain. We better get going. All right, on, Casey! Five minutes later, they were approaching Casper's cabin. King and the dog team had quieted down, and the only sound was the crunching of the sled. Suddenly, a sound was borne to them on the wind that caused Preston to halt the team once more. Looking. Hurry, Husky. Come on out. You hear that, Casper? What? Listen. Sounds like dogs up yonder near my cabin. Yes, but all your dogs were stolen by those two. See, that's right. But my dogs used to quarrel like that when they got home. Casper, I have an idea those cooks have stopped at your cabin. What? Holy smoke. And with nobody to warn them about Beulah. Oh, hold on, Casper. This is serious. They may harm your wife. They just as soon shoot a woman as they would a man. What? Juniper, I never thought of that. If they hurt my Beulah, I'll... I'll... 
Great day, Sergeant. What can a little hombre like me do to protect his women folk anyway? At least you have the right spirit, Casper. Poor Beulah said only this morning that other men look after their women. She gets in a downright sniffling mood when she thinks of it. Casper, I have a plan that will make Beulah look on you as a protector and at the same time help me capture those crooks. Are you game? Sure. Sure I'm game. Just tell me your plan and... By cracky, if I don't end up in another snowbank, I'll see it through to the end. Yes, sir. Sergeant Preston carefully outlined his plan to Casper. Then, moments later, the little man entered his cabin. Hey, what the... Bueller, I'm home. I look. It's a run himself. Gosh, all fish hooks. I didn't expect to find you bank robbers here at my cabin. Hey, Buck, he must have recognized us in spite of the band. Oh, what of it? How'd you get here? Mr. Nothing could keep me from coming back home to look after my wife. Even if I had to fight a blizzard on foot to do it. Answer! What? Never mind answering her. What I want to know no, is... Any hombre I'm... who'd hook up with a big female like that is crazy enough to do anything, Buck. The shrimp probably did come through the storm on foot at that. Now to put a bullet in him. Now, now, mister, no use waving that gun around. A little fellow like me couldn't do you any harm. <laughs> He's right, Buck. Put up the gun. What harm can that sawed-off run do? All right. Will you tie him up and put him back there with her? I don't reckon I'll like that very much, but it's better than being dunked in a snowbank. Like you already did to me twice, mister. I thought of that when I passed the snowbank about 50 feet from the cabin. It must be nine to ten feet deep. Of course, you couldn't dunk me in that without having to carry me there first, so I'm not worried. Oh, you're not, huh? Nope. Well, I reckon if you're going to tie me up, you might as well... wait a minute. (laughs) You know, Red, his short rib is acting so calm-like, I figure maybe he'd act different after he crawled out of a ten-foot snowbank. No, no, now, wait a minute, mister. Not that. Don't. He's a nerve already, huh? Open the door, Red. I'm going to give this little guy one more dunking. And this time it'll be in snow that's plenty deep. (laughs) Go ahead, Buck. I'll wait here till you bring him back. Come here, you. Let me go. Put me down. I'll put you down, all right. Close that door, Red. I'll be right back. Right, Buck. Don't. Ah, there's that snowbank. Suddenly, the figure of Sergeant Preston stepped behind Buck from his hiding place behind a snowdrift. Hold it. Hey, what? Holding a gun in your back. Hey, listen. Keep quiet. It worked, Sergeant. I teased him into bringing me out here for a Duncan. Hey, Casper. Tie his hands behind his back with his piece of rawhide. Quiet, boy, quiet. I got his hands ah, almost tight. That's a tight. There. Good. Now you get over there beside the cabin. Go on, walk. Meantime, I'll take your gun. All right, this is close enough. Call your friend. I won't do it. I said call him out here. <laughs> My arm. I'm calling. Go ahead, then. Red. Hey, Red, come on out here. Inside the cabin, Red heard Buck call. As he started toward the door, he glanced out the window and caught sight of Preston standing with a gun at Buck's back. Red turned hurriedly, went out the back way, and with gun in hand, crept along the side of the cabin. Sergeant Preston, Casper, and Buck were watching the front door. Buck was saying, I guess you didn't hear me. Call again. Hey, Red, come here. All right, Marty, I got you covered. Drop that gun. Drop it, I say. Hey, trick He's at the corner of the cabin behind you. Now, you better do like he said. For a moment, Preston stood holding the gun. Then, realizing that Red could shoot before he could turn, the bounty spoke. All right. There's my gun. Now, Buck. Got that gun off his lanyard. Sure. Uh Uh-oh. This is bad. You're darn right it is, short stuff. 
I'm going to put a bullet in this mounty back first, and then we'll settle with you. As Red stood close behind him with a gun ready to shoot, Sergeant Preston realized death was near. He knew he had only seconds in which to act, and thoughts raced through his mind like lightning. He recalled a trick learned during his police training that was planned for such a spot as this. It was a chance, and he took it. With a sudden swing of his body, the elbow of his raised right arm struck Red's gut arm. And then Preston's left fist met Red's chin in a smashing blow. As Red went down, the gun flew from his hand, landing a short distance away. Sergeant Preston jumped Red and grappled with him. I'll let you get up. I'll still fix you. As the two men got to their feet and fought desperately, Buck, whose hands had been tied by Casper, made a superhuman effort to loosen them. Finally, the knot loosened and his hands came free. He lunged at Casper. Hey, no! As the big man lunged, Casper, by chance, landed a solid blow on Buck's chin. No! Buck went down. Holy smoke, how'd I ever come to do that? Guess I didn't know my own strength. For a moment, Casper stood looking at Buck in amazement until a shout from Preston brought him to. Casper, get the gun I dropped. Yep, I'll get it. Use it to cover Buck. I got it. Picking up the gun, Casper stood over Buck, keeping him covered as Sergeant Preston fought with Red. I'll get you, Marty. No, you don't. During the commotion, the great dog king raced to the scene, ready to help. The intelligent dog stood and watched, waiting for a signal from Preston to enter the fray. But King could see that Preston was gaining the upper hand and had control of the situation. He watched, growling. This will settle you. I had enough. Wait, no more. Get up. I had enough. Get over there with your friend. Make his run. Let me get up, will you? All right, let him up, Casper. We'll keep them covered. Hey, King. Watch him, fella. All right, you two. We'll all go inside now. Get going. A few moments later, the group stood inside the cabin. Preston quickly searched both of the men and found part of the bank money. The balance he found in their parkas. This money proves your guilt. You can't prove anything. Shut up! I heard you admit you held up the bank. I bet Bueller heard it, too. You were talking plenty loud. Oh, by the way, Casper, take Buck in the other room with a gun at his back and make him untie Bueller. I'll be near and so will Kings. We can't pull anything. Go ahead, Casper. Get going. Into the back room. Casper! Oh, Casper, it's you. Sure. Who'd you expect, Bueller? Now you untie my wife and be quick about it before I let go with a bullet. Ah, if it wasn't for that. Shut up and get busy before I lose my temper. (laughs) Now the cord on her ankles. Go on. Hey, that might go off. Yep, it might at that. There. Oh, oh Casper, you, you act so masterful. And, and I heard what you said out there about, about coming to take care of me. Uh-huh. Of course, it ain't nothing to snivel about, Bueller. I did have a Mountie follow me here, just in case. Now let's get to the other room. Sergeant, this here is my wife, Beulah. Good afternoon, Mrs. Smart. From the things Casper's said about you, I've been looking forward to meeting you. Oh, Sergeant, here Casper goes around saying nice things about me, and all the time I... Well, from now on, Casper, things will be different. Ah, just to think you can look after me. Ah, stop that chatter. This little bandit... He tricked you, Acton, by getting you to take him outside where I was waiting. I suggest you keep your mouth shut from now on. I, uh, I sure appreciate your help, Sergeant. King and I appreciate yours, Casper. 
I know that you and your wife will be very happy from now on. Oh, of course we'll be happy, won't we, Casper? Uh, I reckon even King could tell you what my answer is to that, Bueller. Well, couldn't you, fella? <laughs> King and I'll take these cooks back to Selkirk now. Won't be long before we can say this case is closed. <laughs> In just a moment, Sergeant Preston will give you a preview of Wednesday's adventure. Hurry, climb aboard, fellas and girls. Anchors away for the best-tasting breakfast cereal on the high seas or the dry land. Yes, the cereal shot from guns. The one and only Quaker Puff rice and Quaker Puff wheat. When you pour out a heaping bowlful, top with milk or cream and fruit... Your mouth just waters for a taste. And every bite of those crisp, king-size kernels, every taste of that tantalizing, nut-like flavor makes you want more and more. Be sure that both those red and blue packages of delicious, nourishing Quaker Puff wheat and Quaker Puff rice are on your breakfast table tomorrow morning. Remember, they're never sold in bags or bulk. And say, fellas and girls... There's a thrilling surprise coming soon on this program. Be sure to keep listening. Listen Wednesday when Sergeant Preston and Yukon King meet the challenge of the Yukon in the case of circumstantial evidence. Bill Andrews was convicted of murder on circumstantial evidence and sent to jail for life. Soon after he escaped, there was another killing, and again all evidence pointed to Bill. I knew he had been nowhere near the scene of the crime, but I couldn't prove it. I set a trap, hoping to catch the guilty man, but I didn't suspect that there were three killers. Things moved fast when the trap was closed. Be sure to hear this exciting adventure Wednesday. These radio dramas, a feature of the challenge of the Yukon Incorporated, are created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Fred Flowerday, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of Sergeant Preston is played by Paul Sutton. They are brought to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the same time by Quaker Puff Wheat and Quaker Puff Rice. The breakfast cereal shot from guns. Your best bet for hot breakfast is Quaker Oats. The giant of the cereals is Quaker Oats. Delicious, nutritious, makes you feel ambitious. The giant of the cereals is Quaker Oats. Yes, if you want to be a star in sports and school activities, make your hot cereal Quaker Oats, because Quaker Oats helps grow the stars of the future. You get more growth, more endurance from oatmeal than from any other whole grain cereal. Remember, Quaker and Mother's Oats are the same. This is J. Michael wishing you goodbye, good luck, and good health from Quaker Pop Wheat and Quaker Pop Rice. So long. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a presentation of OTRWesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode is copyright under the attribution, not commercial, share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and again, thanks for listening.